you know, we, we, this episode really didn't even almost happen. You know, and and and, and I say it's so crazy because just, just just take a moment. I done came alive. You see what I'm saying? One minute when you came over here, I was already asleep. <laughs> you, you feel me? My leg had locked up. Now lights, camera. So, all right, guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts. Put on in mind. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome back, back. Well, what's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thickpan, and you know, I. It really just comes full circle, man. Like, I, it really comes for the full circle with this one. Because this time in the building, I remember when I did leadership one-on-one with my brother, he, he talked about being a leader and just the whole idea of what it means to be a leader. And it just came back down to this one word, care. Now, for those who don't know how to spell care, care is spelled C-A-R-E. But for those who don't know, that A in that, in that word is, is adversity. So I felt like it just... It was only right if I brought my brother back into the booth again and we sit back and we talk about Leadership 102. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, just give it up for Koke Yepes. But y'all know him as Stassar Yepes, but, but, but go ahead, you introduce yourself. Hey guys, uh, first of all, I just want to say that I am extremely proud of you, brother, and this is exactly what it is about. I remember a couple of months ago, you had a little dusty camera in the middle of the living room, no mics. And this is, this is what's, what, what it means to be successful, to go through adversity, to just look around the room. You have your mics. You're growing not only as an individual, but the passion and, and the pride, it just speaks for itself. So before I even get started, man, I just want to say that continue doing what you're doing because I see nothing but greatness. Uh, with that being said, guys, Stassan Yepes. Um, I met this individual, like I, like I told you guys before, leadership goes up and it goes down, you know what I'm saying? And this sergeant right here has made a huge impact in my life. Uh, and like I told you from day one, brother, I'm always going to support you. I'm always going to be here for you. And let's talk about this adversity, man. Uh, always, always. Just for just, just, just always thanks for believing in me. I really appreciate that. And, you know, when we talk about adversity, one of the things that I just, to me, me, if you would have caught me 2012 and asked me what adversity is, I'd have told you that it's just something that's in the way. I did not understand what adversity was until adversity actually hit me in the face. And I remember adversity on that moment right there in 2013 when I finally got my NJP. And I assure you, it was moments leading up to that that I knew eventually like I, my luck was going to run out. And when I got NJP for two counts of assault, I knew right then and there that everything that had happened was over with. I had ruined my career. I had ruined my marriage. I had, I, I'm up for court martial. And I just thought to myself, like, what have I done? And one of the hardest things that I always say to myself is, is that at the end of the day, like, what could I have did to avoid that? What could I have did to change this, to make the change the course, essentially? Who am I? Am I I'm a failure. That, 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 that was like one of the things I used to tell myself all the time is that I was a failure, that, I, that, that look what I've done. I've ruined everything just for one night. 
It's crazy you say that, brother, because uh, that's one of the biggest problems that f- people face when it comes to adversity. And I tell individuals, don't let adversity define who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Utilize this as a tool, as a leadership tool to make you into a greater individual because life speaks to us. You know what I'm saying? We keep on tripping on our own two feet and the same, you keep on getting the same result every single time. But the day that we look at ourselves in the mirror and I tell individuals, as, especially us as men, it's hard for us. How many times have you seen it? Something bad happens and the first thing you do, we want to point the finger. Oh, oh absolutely. From, this is where I came from. I didn't have a father. I didn't have a mother. Absolutely. Uh, my girlfriend this, my boyfriend that. But at the end of the day, we are all in charge of our lives. And the Absolutely. day that we look at ourselves in the mirror, nobody knows what's wrong with you but yourself. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. You know what I'm saying? And when you look at yourself and you're like, all right, well, this needs to stop. And you start tackling that adversity and you start fixing the problem. That's when greatness comes. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love the fact that you brought up like the excuses. Because one thing that's just been on my mind lately is just the excuses that we accept and the excuses that we give out. I'm a strong believer that nobody cares about your excuse. The world don't care about your excuse. The only person that cares about your excuse is you. And you are absolutely right. And I see it all the time. You got a bad attitude. You don't know how to be a good parent. You 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 got all of these well, because your father walked out on you. You grew up in poverty, so you don't know what it's like to have this. You didn't grow up in this situation. Oh, they don't like you. That's why they're holding you accountable for your actions or something of that nature. We always look for excuse to point the finger at the adversity. And we have such a negative view of what adversity is. Now, my question is, is that have you ever faced any form of adversity? Absolutely. Um, So for most of you guys know, I got a DUI um, back in 2016. And prior to that DUI, I was the golden child. You know, meritorious promotions. I was picking up every rank real fast. Uh, within three years, I was in the drill field, not even a hash mark. Uh, so I was, my, my goal was to become Sergeant Sar Major of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Damn, and crazy. Imagine that. I mean. It's still I, up in the air. It's still up in the air. I, I was like, that, that was, I was set in stone. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted mm-hmm. to be the best Marine, but... I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. I was chasing the meritorious promotions. I was chasing the ribbons. I was chasing uh, looking good on paper, but it wasn't really to become a better leader. And when I got my DUI, it was, I tell people, it's the, the best thing that could have ever happened to me in my life. Uh, and That's I tell a, 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 a lot of individuals, they are held back from being successful because they don't want to go in the deep end. And failure and, and adversity is what makes these individuals great. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because when I got my DUI, as we know in the Marine Corps, it's game over. Absolutely. I got my DUI and it was like, hey, brother, you know, all those meritorious promotions, all that other hard work, it didn't matter no more. Like, within the next four years, you're going to EAS. You know what I'm saying? So... Once this happened, and I tell a lot of people, how many times we get uh, liberty briefs? Mm-hmm. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. But us, we're like, well, you know what? I can handle more liquor. I can, I can drink and drive. It's not a big deal. But when you lose something that you love, it's when the change needs to happen. So once that DUI happened, and I'm sitting down, and they're telling me that one of my biggest loves, which is God, the Marine Corps, and my family was going to be stripped away from me. 
that's when it started clicking. You know what I mean? Like, no longer did I have the luxury of, I'm going to be Star Major in the Marine Corps. Now it's like, hey, in the next four years, this is over because of an action that I made. You know what I mean? So at that point, when I hit the adversity, um, it hit me extremely, extremely hard, like for six months. Um, Did you feel like you gave up? Like or wanted to give up? Uh, I was, I didn't give up on, on the Marines. I didn't give up on the Marine Corps, but I kind of gave up on myself mm. for like six months, you know, because at the end of the day, I went from being treated like the go-to guy to everybody turning the, their back on me. You know, that's exactly what I felt like. When the moment my incident happened, I go from the top corporal to I'm a cancer in the platoon. You know, like, yes, I'm leading Marines, but my opinion, it, it is not being taken into consideration anymore. You know, it's almost as if everything that I say, matter of fact, let me phrase that. I'm just be 100% with you. All of these bridges I've built, and now because I, 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 I burned one, now all of a sudden I'm now known as a, burn, a bridge burner. You see what I'm saying? And it's just like, what the hell? Like, what happened? And it just started to, like, wear on me. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I showing up to work? I mean, let's be frank here. In a couple of months, I'm about to get out anyway. A couple of years, I'm about to get out anyway. You know, that's what I, like, really wanted to know. Yeah, but um, in my situation, man, I just remember praying. Uh, and I told God, I was like, look, man, if for some slight reason... You can give me the opportunity to stay in. I will never drink again. You know what I'm saying? And I went to my leadership. I looked at my gunny in, the, in his eyes and my lieutenant. I'm like, gentlemen, nobody told me to drink and drive. I assume responsibility for these actions. But the same way that I came in the Marine Corps is going to be the same way that I'm going to get out. I am not going to allow this to define the person that I am. It's a mistake that I made. But I promise you guys that this will never happen again. And I'm going to, a lot of us, we like to drop our pack and give up. But instead, what you need to understand is when adversity hits you, it's time for you to put more books in your pack and strap it harder. And you need to go at a freaking different speed. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's, that, that's, the key. that's the key right there. When adversity hits you, you need to look at the problem straight in the eyes and you got to go straight through that wall. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. I just... Um, I wanted uh my biggest thing was I wanted to leave knowing that everybody gave up on me. Makes sense? But I'm like as long as I can leave with my head held high and I do I know that I did everything in my power to fix the problem then I can get out of the Marine Corps uh, feeling proud of what I did. Makes sense? Absolutely. And that's exactly the the the, the path that I took. Um I started <clears throat> working harder, uh, taking care of my Marines. But the beautiful part is that since everybody was turning their back, it made me realize what the beautiful part of being a leader is. Mm. And it wasn't the meritorious promotions. It wasn't the ribbons. It wasn't these awards that when we leave, it's just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. But it's about the impact that you make on those Marines, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times in the Marine Corps, what do they say? Mission, horse, and men, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. How can you accomplish the mission if you don't take care of the men? You can't. How do you take care of the horse if you don't take care of the men? You can't. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it changed my whole mentality of like, yo, you know what? Not only 
the, the adversity made me into a better leader, but I'm like, I am going to focus on what's truly important, and I'm going to give this Marines everything and all the knowledge that I have because my time is coming to an end. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and I love the fact that you bring that up. I love the fact that you even say that because prior to send me to this course, send me to that course, I'm going on the meritorious board. But the moment that some form of adversity, and a lot of times what we don't realize is that when you face some form of adversity that sets you back, i.e. if it's an injury, i.e. if you coming into a new job differently, because a lot of times the adversity may not be something that harms you, but it might be something that's just difficult for you. But for us on the military side, you face some form of adversity, you get NJP'd, you're going to have to work 10 times harder just to feel, feel like you're playing on the exact same level on the play, playing field for everybody. And that's one thing that I felt like right when I got my NJP, the day after I got my NJP, I feel like I have to outwork every single person that I'm around. But you know what's crazy, though? Mm-hmm. As I'm focusing on all this stuff and I'm like, I'm fixing the problem without noticing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's 2020 now. Instagram is through the roof. Mm-hmm. YouTube is through the roof. I have multiple businesses. You know what I'm saying? So now that I look at it and I'm like, that's why I tell people, I'm like, don't run away from failure. Don't run away from adversity because that's the key to success. Absolutely. What was holding me back was drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Ever since I quit drinking alcohol, and I, I'll be real with you, man. Every time that I drink alcohol, it led to cheating. Mm-hmm. It led to fighting. It led to driving and drinking. It led to being around a circle of toxic individuals that all they wanted to do was party. And at the end of the day, you surround yourself with that energy. That is who you're going to become. You know what I mean? And now I'm sitting here. I've been sober for four years. My physical fitness is through the roof. I started multiple business because not only was I focused on the Marine Corps, but now it made me open my eyes. They're like, hey, I can't lay all my eggs in one basket because this is coming to an end, and I need to make sure that I am multidimensional. I need to make sure that I'm able to continue to progress and develop myself spiritually, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, and not knowing this adversity was the biggest blessing. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm sitting here. I'm telling you right now, guys, mark my word. In about a year, I'm probably going to invite you to come to the Philippines, and you're going to be, we're going to be doing Leadership 104, 105. And I'm going to show people how, this staff sergeant was able to retire before retirement mm-hmm. and live his life. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it all happened because of that one DUI. was like the biggest blessing. And I tell people, don't run away from that adversity because life continues to tell you this is what you got to fix. And as soon as you face it head on and you fix that problem, the blessings are going to come, you know? You know, and I love the fact that you bring that part up. You know, one thing that I'm realizing is that right before I'm about to jump into the next topic, I always say I love the fact that you bring that up. Although I do love the fact that you bring these things up. It's just now I'm like subconsciously catching that. But you mentioned, you know, you mentioned when you talked about adversity in one of your previous videos that adversity will show you your weakest point over and over and over. And if you choose to ignore it, that is going to be the moment when it finally takes something from you or it's going to be something that you, t- you, you ain't going to be able to come back from. And how you now bring, bring it back full circle, that it's showing you what is the problem from you holding back, becoming the version that you were about to become. It's showing you like, hey, you need to get this in order. You need to get this in order. You need to get this in order. 
And then finally something happens that shows you like, this is what happens if you don't get it in order. Next time, what are you going to do if this, that, you know, what's, what, what happens if it's going to be bigger than this next time? And my question is, is you then versus you now. The person that you are now, are you happy with the person that you are right now? You know what I mean? Like, when you look back and you ask yourself, like, where would I have been if I didn't have that situation happen to me? Where would I be in the military? Where would I be as a person? What route do you think that you would have been down if the adversity never happened? You know, it's funny. I probably would be a first arm by now, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I would still be an individual. Mm-hmm. And the most beautiful thing that happened is that I lost that individual. You know what I'm saying? The person sitting now, it's all about giving back. You know, and through that adversity, it showed me that our purpose in life is to find out what we're passionate about and give value to other people. That's the key to success. People ask me all the time, how do you have so many followers? How did you build this? How did you build that? And I tell them, I'm like, when you can define the thing that you love to do the most, that nothing else matters. Like when you're speaking, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. It comes natural to you because that's your passion. That's the gift that God gave you. Mm-hmm. And when you translate that into giving a message and you're changing somebody else's life, it's a wrap. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So the one thing that I lost uh, was an individual. And that's why I always say that that DUI was the biggest blessing because, like I told you, I would still probably be a first sergeant mm-hmm. trying to think of what else do I need to do so that I can pick up sergeant major instead of worrying about taking care of my Marines, leading them the right way, and allowing my Marines to speak for my work. Absolutely. I just got a fear rep right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I told... You know, the captain is telling me, like, oh, my God, you came, the FFI program, and you changed this, and you changed that. And I'm telling him, like, sir, I don't care about the fair rep. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're telling me that all these Marines are motivated, all these Marines, I made an impact on people. They want to get more physically fit. They want to do my map. They want to become better AM trackers. That is the report that I want to hear. Absolutely. So the thing that I lost through adversity was what God was trying to tell me that was bad. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of the individual and now through that adversity, I became more of a team player, man. And I brought so much value to a lot of individuals um, and the messages that I get daily of how I'm changing people's life with uh, the message that I'm putting out. That feel good, man. Man, it's, 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 there's no dollar amount that can make you feel like when an individual tells me you, hey man, you motivate me and you change my life. You know, I remember calling you up about that one time where I was, um, <coughs> obviously I was doing the Marine ass. And, <laughs> and, you know, he looked at me and he said, he's like, you know, Sergeant, you just really motivate me. Like, I, like, I look up to you. It, it, it gave me like a chemical imbalance. <laughs> you feel me? Because I've, it was like switching from one gear to another. And I'm just like, what? Uh, uh, uh. Brother, and I tell a lot of people, man, it doesn't matter who you are. There's always somebody looking and you're making an impact on somebody. You know. Now, is that impact good or is that impact bad? It's all based on your actions. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the amount of individuals. Today, I went to medical. Staff sergeant. I'm on my phone with my girl about to get some x-rays from my shoulder. 
He's like, hey, brother, you're a fellow Amtracker. I know who you are. I'm like, hey, how you doing, man? We get on the elevator, packed of people. He's like, uh, you're, a big, you're a big deal around here. And I'm like, I'm just a regular human being like you. He's like, no, 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 no. You're a really big deal, man. Like, I came home and my wife was asking me if, you knew, if I knew who this guy was. When I go to the ramp, other Marines are like, do you know who Staff Sergeant Yepes is? First Sergeant, Sergeant Majors are telling me their Marines are asking if they know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that right there, man, is to be able to have that influence. A lot of people call themselves influencers. But you're not an influencer if you're just letting the world know that you're good at something. You're an influencer when you start teaching people how you got there and the steps that you're taking that's making you successful. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that right there just makes my day every single time, man. When an individual comes up to me and they're like, hey, man, I follow you. And I love what you're doing and you're changing my life and all that stuff. You know, I didn't even have a cell phone. I didn't have Instagram. I didn't even know what Facebook was when the incident happened. For real? After the DUI, when I was on my deployment, I saw my Marines on their phone and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, Instagram, Sergeant. And I'm like, what's Instagram? I like how you said Sergeant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like looking at the, the phone. I didn't even know what this thing was. Right. And I'm like, man, you know what? I'm going to start pushing out motivation and physical fitness and things that I'm good so that I can allow my Marines to see that I preach, that I actually do what I preach, that they see me, that I'm actually being fit. Because how many leaders do you have that tell you like, hey, uh, how come you can't do 23 pull-ups? But they can't do 23 pull-ups. They can't do 23 pull-ups. And literally the platform, I started it to impact my Marines. But what I didn't know is that the world was being impacted at the same time. Make sense? So when you ask me what I lost, um, I actually gained. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You want to switch seats? Because I like the way that you switched that one. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> boy, Coca with a sword in there. Hey, hey, I learned for the best. You know what I'm saying? Dude, but you, nah, that's your seat. Nah, you know, one thing that you, uh, I couldn't agree more on is the influence <laughs> that you have on everyone. And I remember, I remember this right before we like, I think it was like probably like a couple of months. It was actually around the time when you got promoted. I remember like, you you know, you had posted like, you know, the results of the board, the board had came out and everything of that nature. And it, you know, you like, it was as if like the anticipation of it, I was waiting for you to find out if your name was going to be on there. You see what I'm saying? And I read exactly what you put. And if you did, if you never faced any adversity before, you ain't going to know exactly what you're talking about. And immediately when I read it, I was like, oh, you got an JP before. Oh shoot! This, 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 this is it right here. Is either he gonna be wearing the rank for the last time, or he gonna be wearing that uniform for the last time? And when I saw that you got selected, I was so happy. And I wasn't just like like in a, like a happiness in a matter of like yeah he's you know like hey congratulations man I'm happy for you. I was happy as if like I had imputed onto you because I could see myself in that exact same situation. I knew that that was going to eventually be me in that situation right there. So to see you get to see you get selected, to see you finally <coughs> like 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 to get that W after all of that hard work, it really meant so much. And when you say like you know how you don't realize who you affecting across the board, like when you get hit with adversity, there's somebody else that get hit with adversity, and they want to see how you recover from it because they want to learn the blueprint. They want to see it. Because they know that they are up next. It's like as if like when we watch them each other do like the old horse or something. You want to see how he's going to get over the bar. You want to see how he handles the wall. 
because you want to know how you're going to be able to handle it next. And when I saw you get selected, I felt so much joy because I was like, damn, man, thank God he deserves it. Because I know what it's like to actually to get hit like that and then to finally be able to come back. So I was really, 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 I was really happy for you. I appreciate it, brother. And the, the biggest thing that I tell people, man, is when you do something bad, you got to pay rent, man. Mm, you got, I like that. You I gotta, like that right You know there. what I'm saying? I was a sergeant within two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Selected for staff at five. Got my number pulled. And I was a sergeant for eight years. I was the number one sergeant of my MOS. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I was the most senior sergeant above the above list. I was number one when I got promoted. I was that dude, like the number one on top of the freaking. I had been passed three years straight, three oh, piece. For real? Yeah. And then when I was like all the way, I was like, I'm on my way out. Mm. And when they called me, <clears throat> it was a mass harm from IG. <clears throat> he was like, hey, boss, did you, did you see the results? And I'm like, Master, don't, don't play with me. This is not a joke. Because I was already like... In that mood, yeah. In my head, I'm getting out on May. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I took the picture. I did everything. But I'm in my head, I'm like, yo, come May. It's my time. It's my time to go. I'm going to continue to make that impact. He's like... She starts reading my, my, my first name. I don't tell anybody my first name. Mm-hmm. Middle initial. My last name. EDIPI. I'm like, well, he could just... Research. Yeah. When he said I was number five, bro, that was my number. Number five. The question is, who's those other four people? Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, God, <laughs> me, bro. Those dudes. Bro, life. Yeah. <laughs> I was number five. When he told me that my number was that low, I was when I was like, send me a picture. He sends me a picture, bro. It was one of the happiest days of my life. I cried. I couldn't be there at work. Like, I was crying. People were coming. I'm like, yo, I got to leave. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, and I tell this to a lot of people, man. You got to pay rent, man. But the key is patience. You got to be patient. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you go through adversity, man, focus on what life is trying to tell you. Fix the problem and be patient. Because it took me eight years I focused on the right things. I was no longer focused on the promotion. I was no longer focused on the fit rep. I was no longer focused on the ribbons, but I was focused on giving back to the organization. And then a man upstairs gave me what? Majors, colonels, sergeant majors. They were like, hey, brother, in this time and age, it's impossible for you to pick up. Mm-hmm. And here I am. You know, and and I love, I, love, I, was, about to say, I was about to say it again. <laughs> I was about to say it again, but... You're right. And I remember when I got my NJP, a part of me just started like, this is, I said it. I was like, this is it. Yeah, I'm going to be able to. I got NJP'd in 2013. You know, it, it's 2020 now. Like, it's been, oh, God, man, for my name, seven years since the situation. But I had already said to myself, this is my last enlistment. I remember being at the MAI course and my IT coming up to me like, yo, Thick Pen, you should go to the mace and like become an IT. And I'm like, what? It's my last enlistment. You know, like, what's the purpose? You know, I already been in JP and he just kept pushing the envelope, kept pushing the envelope. My tattoos are a reflection of the fact that I just was like, this is my last enlistment. What's the point? And then just as things, just like what you said, like God just going to keep trying to show you exactly what you're supposed to be doing. He going to point you in the direction of what you're supposed to be doing. 
And then you got to ask yourself, are you going to give up and remain in your comfort zone and just say like, hey, life happens? Or are you going to actually happen in life and start making the progress towards it? You know one of the best ways to see some adversity? The old course, the wall. And I love the wall on the old course. And I think like the ropes. The ropes are good, yes. But it's something about that wall that just changes the whole dimensions of how people see it. It's six, it's, what is it, six feet up. All you got to do is vertical jump over it. It's simple. But you've seen it just like I've seen it. Marines can't get it. And then it starts off just like this. They come in, boom, they try to jump over it, don't make it. Next thing you know, just as time gets, boom, now they just slamming themselves into the wall. If the wall don't get them, I can assure you them ropes going to get them. And then you see them, they try to grab, they try to grab, and forearms swell, and they come back down. And they, you, you, you seen the Marine where he, he jump on the rope, he don't even pull, he just fall back down <laughs> to the ground. And then they start to look around. And this is the part where you see how people actually handle adversity. They start to look around. And they look around at the instructor. And they wondering if the instructor going to tell them, like, give them an alternate exercise. Or tell them, like, hey, go do something else. A lot of times we can't get the lesson out of our adversity. We can't get the lesson that our teacher is trying to teach us because we're so busy trying to look for another alternative method to find something else to avoid it. What's your thoughts on it? I think that... How many people that you see go to the gym and they're buff, you know what I'm saying? They're extremely strong, but they are hiding their weakness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The strongest, the strongest thing in the body is what? Your brain. Your mind. Mm -hmm. You know how you develop your mind? Ah. Adversity. Of course. That's it. Through adversity, you become mentally stronger. Absolutely. When you have been at your lowest point, when you have been through that wall and you have accomplished that wall and you see that wall again and while everybody else is freaking struggling, I've been there. Mm. I've done that already. Uh-huh. This ain't nothing. And when you get to that rope and you do it 3,000 times, but on the 3,000, 3,001 time you climb that rope, next time you see that rope, I've been there. I've done that. This is nothing for me. You see what I'm saying? And when you can control the mind, the body will follow. Your body is made to do extraordinary things. But you have to be able to be in control of your mind. And you can't go to the gym to work on your mind. The only way that you're going to develop yourself and become mentally tougher is if you put yourself through adversity. Absolutely. 24-7. And that's why I slay myself. I don't just train to become more physically fit. I put myself in uncomfortable situations because once you become comfortable in that situation, you can't slay me no more. Mm-hmm. I am in control of the situation. If you are in control of the situation 24-7, you are unstoppable. Absolutely. So people are running away from their blessings. Mm-hmm. People are scared or failing. And I tell today, my Marines, we're doing 50 caliber and Mark 19. Disassemble, assembly, and all that stuff, taking the test. And they're all like sitting down. And I'm like, who's ready to test out? Nobody's testing out. And I'm like, how come nobody's testing out? Because we're not ready. I'm like, if you test out, right, and you fail, the instructor is going to tell you exactly what you're messing up. Then you're done. By the time you come and retest, guess what? 
You already know what you got to fix. Absolutely. You know what it is? Is that people, we, we fear failure in such a way that we feel like as if failure is like the end all be all. Like, 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 like that no right there means that it's, it's a period. It's not a semicolon. It's a period. But that's pretty much what individuals need to, you have to work on that craft. And that's the only way that you're going to know where you're weak at, what you need to develop in order to build those systems to accomplish the mission. You know, and you know, it's so crazy because we live in this age where like physical fitness is now becoming a thing. And like, think about how many times do you go to the gym and you push towards failure? You don't get the PR that you wanted. Do you just stop going to the gym because you didn't get that set? No. You tell yourself, okay, this is how far I am able to go. Life is the exact same way. You fail at something. This is how far you are able to go right now. Does not mean that this is how far you are able to go. In general, that's just how far you can go right now. But we fear that to the point where it's just like, nah, I don't want to know about that. I don't want to take the test because if I take the test and I fail, then that means that it means nothing. You just got to take the test tomorrow. Exactly. You know, and I wish we always saw it in that manner. And adversity builds so many things, man. It builds confidence. Mm -hmm. It builds uh, mental toughness. It builds resilience, and I can go on and on and on and on and on. I love the shakeup because, like, like not only are we not just talking about like the physical adversity of like like getting a DUI, getting assault charges, and everything in that nature. It's also in the mental adversity. You know, think about the person that right now that's probably watching this video. I can assure you, they could probably get in front of the camera, but the adversity for them is actually getting in front of the camera. So what they tell themselves is, "I'll put it off. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next day." And soon they end up missing a blessing because they refuse to face their adversity. I read, I heard something so beautiful. It's like every human being is made special, mm -hmm. but when they die, they die as a copy. Ooh, ooh! You see what I'm saying? Because we're trying to be something that we're not. Can you say that again? I said every individual is made to have a special purpose, Absolutely. but when they die, they die a copy. You know what I mean? Because we're trying to be like somebody else instead of realizing what we were made in this world to do. But we're just so scared of what other people think when at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There's so much peer pressure. There's so many people that are holding themselves back because Dickpin is going to think this, because this individual is going to think something, because that individual is going to think something. But at the end of the day, they're living their life. When you start focusing on yourself and you become the best version of yourself, it's game over. Absolutely. You know, and the one thing that I've been learning, man, and I tell a lot of people, work in silence. Work in silence. If you notice, I'm everywhere. But I don't release nothing until it's done. I didn't notice that. I work in silence. Not even, you're like my brother. You didn't know about the Amazon. You didn't know about the Shopify. Work in silence. And that's going to allow you to work on your craft. And when it's done and you drop it on somebody, then they can't tell you you couldn't do something because guess what is already here. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Now it's going to be like, damn, dog, how did you do that? You know, and, and it's just you just been working behind the scenes. 24-7. You know, it's so crazy. Life teaches us these very lessons right here. Mm -hmm. Think about it. When are summer bodies made? Summer bodies? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so usually like people just start working during 
the bulk season and they start working like during April, like February, April time frame. Like during the winter. You yeah. see what I'm saying? You can't you can't make a summer body in the summer. You gotta do it in the winter. During the winter, everybody wearing coats. During the winter, everybody inside. During the winter, ain't nobody worried about anything. So during that time, you over there fine-tuning the craft. It's cold. You fine-tuning the craft. You honing your body. By the time the summer comes, you drop the blouse, and everybody's like, yo, where you come from? Who is this? But you know what's funny? That's an individual that is working in silence. Mm-hmm. 90% of the time, what is people doing in the, in the winter? Sleep. They're eat. bulking. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't matter. I have all this clothes. And then when the summer comes, what happens? Now nah, they're trying to hurry up and get somebody. I got next summer. So it's too late. Stop. And the same cycle keeps happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So 90% of the time, they wait until, like I said, April time frame is already too late. Mm-hmm. Instead of working on their craft while everybody else is bulking, they're working on that goal. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Damn, this is definitely a really good episode. You know, you know what's so crazy is I always write down the dang on talking points. But I always tell you that. I'm like, I don't even know why we write stuff because when we get to talk, you know, you know why? Because we speak from here, man. Absolutely. Every time, you know, that's another thing. Like this is, I've been a staff sergeant for one year. Mm-hmm. I spoke at four, uh, three corpus courses and one lens corpus seminar. As the honor guest. I've been seeing that. I've been seeing that. They just call me. All through IG. I don't even know this Marines. Staff Sergeant, we would like for you to come and talk as this as, as the honor speaker or the honor guest. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, not once do I ever write anything down. But oh, yeah. I never like anytime. It I always go. comes from right here. It always comes from experiences. It always comes from life, you know? And Absolutely. that's why when we get to talking about life, it's easy. Man. You know, I, I just really want to just tell you congratulations on just like your overall success and just your overall happiness. Like that, like just like from the bottom of my heart, like I wish you nothing but more success. Cause I love seeing you when you like, when you say like, hey, I was, you know, the guest speaker at that. Because one, when you the guest speaker at like landscape seminars, corpus courses and stuff like that, I always walk in there thinking to myself, like, I might be talking to the next Sergeant Major in the Marine Corps. I might be talking to somebody's staff in CYC who, based off of what I say, decision is going to dictate a marine's career 10 years down the line not only that brother i'm going to miramar i'm going to different bases these aren't these are not like my immediate marines mm-hmm. i don't know these people you know what i'm saying i don't know these people but i'm the impact is going that far out like i tell individuals in camp pendleton there's what seventy thousand marines mm-hmm. i have ninety thousand followers so you got more people than there is on campus. You know what I'm saying? So that the so, um the word is, and that's the people that is following. There's a lot of individuals that watch from behind. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of individuals like, man, I see you. I like what you're doing. So, with that being said, also, man, don't get so wrapped around with, with people with social media, man. People get so wrapped around the number, mm-hmm. but it's about the quality and the impact that you're making on those individuals. You got 200 freaking followers. That's a lot of people. Put 200 people in one room. That's a lot of people. What are you doing to bring value to those 200 people? Absolutely. But people don't see it that way. Speaking of 200 people in a room. Because people read? are, my bad to interrupt no, you, ahead, but people are so focused on the like. Mm-hmm. People are focused on the views. But people are watching. Absolutely. They just don't click the freaking like because they're probably mad that they are not doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But if you have 200 freaking followers, you have like 600 individuals that are like this watching you. Whether it's good or bad, they're watching you. You know what I'm saying? 
So once we start focusing on what truly matters, man, I'm telling you, I'm living my life. I have systems in place. I'm getting ready to travel the world. I have a plan. Uh, my Marine Corps career is coming to an end on my terms. So I have a year left. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but uh, God has called a bigger purpose. And I tell people, I'm like, being a Marine doesn't make you a leader. Absolutely. Being a private doesn't make you a leader. I know sergeant majors that are not leaders. Mm -hmm. A rank or a certain amount of time does not make you a leader. Absolutely. It's about care. It's about what you're doing to bring value to that specific unit, to the spe specific uh, people. And um, I want to start traveling the world and giving back to people that are in bigger need. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many other countries, man, that people are actually living their lives. If you notice, like America right now, we're just stuck to a, myself, I do it all the time, stuck to a mm -hmm. cell phone, stuck to a screen. These other people don't have those luxuries. They're, they're outside living living their life. Uh, so I'm about to start traveling and showing people the systems that I'm putting in place and what the American dream is about, how to make passive income, how to make money, and how much money is valued in different countries, how you can stack up, uh, build businesses. So I just want to start giving all the knowledge and all the steps that I have gone through, through failure and through adversity and teaching people the steps that I've taken and, and got me to where I am today. Oh, I can't wait to see this. It's gonna be awesome. I can't wait to see this. But 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 just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Once again, brother, do you got anything like any upcoming projects that you want to announce? I know you got the, you, you, uh, you just recently launched the YouTube. Yeah, so I have. I mean, you already know me. Absolutely. I'm not gonna stop until I take over the world. Of course. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Helping one person at a time. But uh, the best message that I want to leave you guys with is nothing is more important than your happiness. Mm. I'm telling you guys that right now. Find your happiness. Rent is due every day. I don't care if it's your mom, if it's your dad, if it's your girlfriend, if it's your job. You are very valuable and you deserve to be happy. Get rid of anybody that gets in the way of you being happy. You know what I'm saying? If they don't see you and they're not enabling or helping you where you're going and bringing that positivity, those people have to go. When you shorten down your circle, you surround yourself around those individuals that are bringing the happiness and the value to your life, that's what truly matters in life. So... With that being said, guys, I just want to leave you with this. If you're not happy, uh, look at yourself in the mirror, and you only have one life, man. And if you're not happy, then what is the purpose? See, this is how we end up staying in the episode right here. When you drop a gem <laughs> like that, that just made me want to just stay on that topic. Hey, no, 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 no. We got we to gotta wait for... Uh, Leadership 103. 103, baby. Bang, it's coming bang. soon. Bang.